0: Hey, friends, Kim Honeycutt here. You, as you know, are part of ICU Talks podcast. It's called Hear Voices because guess what? I, as a president of ICU ICU Talks, hear many voices and working on just hearing one and that's God's, but not quite there, my friends, but we are working on that. But I do have some good people here with me today and they also hear voices. It's not just me. So let's start with the crazier one of the two. LJ! <laughs> hey everybody, this is
1: LJ. I was like, you better be hearing my nice voice. Room, too. Girl, I like, do. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I believe Ford just heard to say, you're hearing voices because they're hearing our voices today they as they're listening. That's the other meaning Thank of our. You. Yes, so many yes, meanings, so, so deep many, with the name. so many. We yes. are
0: not making fun of our auditory hallucinations. We are not. No. no, but, no. W- but we are very fragmented people. There are a lot of sub personalities, and it is a therapeutic spiritual effort to get to a point that you know god's voice over the critical voice yes amen amen so guess what lj emily guess what we have a special guest in the house and she's going to take a second introduce herself
3: Hi, guys. (laughs) I'm Sam, Samantha. Um, (laughs) I am so pumped to get to be here um, today and share a little bit more on my story and my talk and just um, all that God has been doing. So I'm excited to be sitting at this table.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you because everyone, if you're listening, you're going, she doesn't sound like Renee Swoop. That would be next in line as they're listening to these podcasts, (laughs) because we're in the month of August. But Sam spoke last month. Spent the time doing a call-in for the podcast, and we just couldn't hear her well enough, and she's got powerful things to say, willing to come here and be in the actual studio that we are, and so, so grateful for your heart and your willingness, and so, since some time has passed, and it's been a month, and your topic was Redeemed by Grace, yes. if I remember correctly, and that you are going to take a second and remind those of us past age of 40 who can't remember this morning <laughs> what your talk was about.
3: Yes, um, so my talk was really about how God um, has redeemed my, um, just my, I guess, state of fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, I have um, just walked through not having my dad in my life, and I'm sure we'll get into those details, but um, I really felt like God really wanted me to speak on this topic because it impacts, still impacts my life um, in a tremendous way, but it definitely impacts my relationships. Mm. Um, So I really just talked about how God um, has shown me and brought the verse to life that um, he is father to the fatherless. And I've gotten to really tangibly get to experience that. And it's been, y'all, it's been such an awesome journey. Um, And even since the talk, just being able to hear from different people who are like, hey, your story touched me, and yeah. I think it's so common, and it's sad, but it's so, it's so common, and we mm-hmm. should talk right. about it. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's
0: really, really good. And even when you – I know, listeners, you can't see her, and you don't want to see her anyway. She's horrible, but <laughs> – <laughs> She's lying. She's
1: gorgeous. Yeah,
3: she's whatever. Yes. I'm talking – whatever. Right I can <laughs> barely look her
0: in the <laughs> eyes, people. <laughs> um But that when you say relationships, like your hand, like just the grip, you know, just because you can – it can still feel the effects of your dad yeah. not being there. And you're just honest about that and vulnerable in it. What's that like for you? Yeah.
3: Honestly, it's one of those things where, like, because society has so much put the whole, like, daddy issue thing, like, we mm-hmm. throw it out there. Like, it's just like a, oh, well, I have daddy issues. right? But mm-hmm. it's like, that's so serious. yeah, and mm-hmm. for girl. me, <laughs> for yeah. me personally, it has been um, a very to some extent, a traumatic story too, just getting Mm -hmm. to experience life and a lot of the things that we need a dad for. Mm -hmm. Um, and as a believer, God just saying, I am your dad and not being able to understand that and, um, valuing my relationship with God so much and still feeling like there's this disconnect with, if you're my dad, I don't know what that's like, how am I to experience that? Um, so, I mean, it's definitely been a journey, but God mm. is just so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, let
0: me say this, because this is what's so interesting to me, and I've found this through the years. And tell me if this resonates with you. Yeah. So when, when I share the fact that my mother rejected me, people don't believe me because moms are so loving and amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, i got two amazing moms sitting right here with us, right? And so people will always try to invalidate it. My friends who don't have a father, and they tell the story, people are like, oh, it's so common. They invalidate it because it's common. Mm-hmm. So I get invalidated because it's uncommon. You get invalidated because so many men aren't there for their little girls and little boys.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what's sad because there are a lot of people, and me included too, I think I was for sure um, in this place where it was like, well, I should just get over it. Like it's so common. Like I'm not the only one going through it, you know? Um, And instead of finding comfort in that, it almost became a shameful thing. Mm. And even Mm -hmm. as I tell my story, I talk about just the struggles that I – I have had with the younger version of me who so badly wants to hold on to yes, meeting a girl, dad yes. to mm-hmm. the older version of me who's like, okay, girl, get out of it. Like, <laughs> you need right to move yeah. on with life right. because there's almost a shame that goes into that. But, mm. I mean, <laughs> if we don't believe in God and we can't see his love yeah. through even some of those hard circumstances, right. then how are we to truly say that we believe what we do?
1: Yeah, you there know? you go.
3: Um, and so I think for me, I had to come... Face to face with that pain um, because of my relationship with God. And because mm. it's, I mean, it defines who I am. And I could mm. not, not touch that part of me. And God wants to heal it. Um, he's been doing it. And I know there's still so much more for Him to do. Um, and so, I don't know. Wow, that's good. <laughs> well, I, you know, oh. your story was so fascinating. And you
1: showed your little picture and you're like, look, at me. She's <laughs> so cute. She was <laughs> <laughs> so cute, like, oh my You know, and that little girl voice came out. And so I can imagine. The pain that you felt. Can you share with the listeners your story? You know, yeah. what
3: happened to your dad in, yeah. in your life? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I should preface I was born in Central Africa. Um, and that is not near Gastonia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need y'all to No, know it that. is not. not. It is not. You need no. a ship to get yeah. there at all <laughs> mm-hmm. or plane. That's not one them, that's one of them continents. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, So yeah, um, Africa is not a country, it's a continent. Um, And I was born (laughs) in a tiny little country in Central Africa. Grew up there until I was about 10 years old, and then my family moved here to the States. Um, And so as a child, I just remember... Um, having a really close relationship with my dad. I just had this connection with him um, and mm-hmm. just, I mean, even as a kid thought he was like my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we moved here to the States and I'm sure some other like circumstances, um, it, it was one, it was hard to keep in touch with him just because a whole nother continent time, all of that, but also just kind of getting caught up in like the drama of him and my, in my mom um, and really getting lost in that whole situation. Mm-hmm. So, for so long, I didn't know that um, my mom had kind of cut contacts with my dad, so I just thought he left right. um, and felt very abandoned by that. Um, but even as I got older and I went back home um, to kind of just confront the issue because that's just, y'all, that's me. I don't know if y'all study right. the Instagram. I'm right. like an eight. Oh. <laughs> oh. Eight, eight, oh. eight, oh. eight, eight. <laughs> I'm not going to get in, to talk so, the whole time. Not, I might as well no. just turn like, the
0: mic like, off. We, we study the Instagram in... Depth. Okay. Like in depth. So yeah. when you say that, like that that's your type, we resonate and we know that the eights are far superior. Yeah. Of course. We, that's how much <laughs> we've studied it. We know we're superior.
3: We <laughs> run you this world. <laughs> <class>. <laughs> that's okay, that's fine. That's give like me an eight noise.
1: <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna bring it back down. Ms, yeah. Ms. A, but can you share what, what happened? So you and your mom moved to America. Mm-hmm. Your dad stayed in the continent of Africa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so and, and and so what happened from there? So you didn't share this
3: on stage about you. You thought he just left, but your mom didn't yeah. reveal what really happened. Yeah. So part of the story is complicated too. And I mean. 20 minutes, I was like, Lord, what am I gonna share? (laughs) Um, And so part of the story is like my mom had a part in that. But as I got older, what I learned when I took my trip back home, um, I had just graduated from college and wanted to do like a self discovery trip. So I went and I wanted to talk to my dad because I wanted to hear from him. Mm. Um, And I realized that even though my mom did have a lot to do with it at first, my dad had the means to come for me, and he never did. Wow! And so I came back. I thought I was going to have this awesome reunion with my dad, and I came mm. back probably more broken yeah. because mm. I realized, and um, the rejection felt more tangible than like what it was before. Oh, it was wow. tangible. So mm-hmm. I came back to really feel that mm. and mm-hmm. to. Um, and I think I was like 23. Oh, so, wow. you know, yeah. so right it's, when i was trying last to figure year. I am. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right, right. Y'all, I just that turned was 32 month. yesterday. Girl, I don't, y'all know what they say. <laughs> wow. Y'all know what they say. You mm-hmm. don't crack. That's don't right. Crack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where a lot of my healing began was going back there okay. um, and feeling the wound. I think, like, I knew it was there, but I think c- going going back home, I was able to like feel the wound, see it. Confront and then, it. Right, and confront yeah. it. And mm-hmm. then I came back and I felt like I could stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: it's a deep wound. A deep,
3: deep one. and
2: to have so much more context around it because I uh, uh, thinking about it of what how you view something when you're a child mm-hmm. and it's more of a sim- simpler explanation yeah. because that's all you can think of when you're a child like yeah. oh well he didn't come or he left mm-hmm. but when you're a, when you're an adult and you're going back and you can put all this context and pieces around and go wait a minute yeah you had the means you could have written mm-hmm. you could have called you could there's a whole bunch yeah, of other things right. that you could have done yeah. and you didn't that that's a very different feeling than a child that that's kind of that that
0: has just kind of this sort of an understanding of what's going on yeah Yeah, Yeah, that's a lot clearer because then you had to start a process giving him responsibility not going into blame and probably vacillate between that Mm -hmm. 20 times a day
3: absolutely Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and I wrestled and even with the talk I talked about um again just the younger me and the older me, what I wrestled with the most was having this like inner child that wanted to hold on to like dad as I remembered him to be. Mm -hmm. And the older me who's like, but you have the context, like, why can't you just like, get to grips with it? Like Mm -hmm. this man did not come for you, like Mm. get over it, Mm. you know? Um, and just really being so mean to this five-year-old that's in me. And, um, what had really changed with my walk with the Lord is being able to see that God sees me as daughter, and when mm-hmm. he sees the hurt me, he doesn't talk to her like I do. Mm. Right? He talks to her with compassion. Say it, say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he doesn't condemn her. Yeah. He, he, he embraces her with so much grace, and he says, Baby girl, I see. Mm. Like, I understand why you feel the way that you do, and I want to help you get beyond that. Um, and I couldn't begin healing until I was able to give that little girl grace because all yeah. I did was trying to shut her up right. and mm-hmm. she wouldn't. Right, right. that's right. right. Mm-hmm. So when you said
1: you were getting there with God, mm-hmm. what, what did that look like? In your, so you came back mm-hmm. to America. What happened next? You, yeah. Because you talked about your relationships with people and affecting mm-hmm.
3: that. Yeah, sure so when I came back, um, I think shortly after that, um, I was in a relationship, and I mentioned in my talk, too, uh, we broke up, I guess, two years after that. And that was, I guess, the activating event to back to, hey, you started this healing process, but, like, it's not done. Right. Like, you got to go back and do the work. Right. So, um, and through that, I was really learning, and I guess as every 20-something-year-old does, is really trying to understand, like, who am I, right? Like, Mm -hmm. who is this woman that um, I think that I am? And and coming to a place where I'd realized that, Um, I was so hurt and so broken and felt so alone, which is why I I remembered that hurt. because I knew exactly what I felt like Mm -hmm. and God trying to tell me that he's my dad and I couldn't put the two together. Right. Like, I don't know what it's like to have a dad. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know Mm -hmm. how to let you be my dad. Like, Mm -hmm. I see you as God. I see you as Savior. I see you as a friend even. But my dad, like, what's that supposed to look like? Because
0: right. mm-hmm. there's so much transference from yeah. um, your biological dad to your heavenly father.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, what you said was really big because as an Enneagram 8, it means that we're more likely to re- repress our feelings instead of our thoughts or action. Yeah. Right. So we can think and we can go into action, but we don't feel a whole lot. So people will mistake our passion as feelings. We're really not into the emotions. Yeah. And so for you to go someplace where you couldn't, unless you got incredibly intoxicated, seriously, <laughs> like you were going to feel that. Yeah, That had to be so overwhelming because it's not what you normally do. You don't feel, you just yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It was. And I think part of why I had delayed the healing so much was because I was afraid of if we open this moon, like, where does it end will Mm -hmm. it end Mm -hmm. you know and I already feel so alone I don't want to get to that place of despair and feel more alone like who's going to catch me when I fall yeah um and I think that's right where God met me
0: yeah that's right that's right Mm how did your mom feel about your quest your emotional and physical journey to go back to your continent Gastonia
1: and (laughs) stop (laughs) it Gastonia is a <laughs> country. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> it's the land of
0: Benzo, is what it is. We love you, Gastonia. <laughs> for no, we, like do. we do. We do. I yeah. live in a county next to you. Right. right. <laughs> like, where's your mom in all this? How, is she encouraging you? Or is she like, girl, I raised you well, get back here? Or?
3: Yeah. Um, I think she was ready for me to find out for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I think part of it, too, is just because my mom and I aren't super close, And I didn't realize that so much of us not being close is because I I did, to some extent, blame her for that. Because Uh. I felt, as a child, like, you took me out of my home country, you brought me here, I didn't Mm -hmm. ask to be here. Um, So there was already a lot of that in my relationship with my mom. So I think she was just, like, ready for me to go find out for myself. Uh. Um, So I'm glad that she had that freedom. Mm. Um, Although I don't know that it was necessarily, like, for my good, it was more so for, like, I want you to know so that you can just, like, stop blaming me for it. It wasn't because it was going to be good for me. Right. So. Right. All right.
0: Yeah. I got you. I got you. So what are relationships like for you now that that you've worked so hard therapeutically? Like, is there a closeness that you can experience now? Right. Because really, everything that we do throughout our day, either we bring someone closer we keep them where they are or we push them away. Yeah. Right. And with that level of awareness and hard therapeutic work you've done, you probably have some, some more idea of when you're doing which, which camp, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely, I mean, I have a background in counseling too. And mm-hmm. so I think my mind is constantly going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sure because of that too, I just value relationships so much. I, but I also value people doing the work. Like, mm again, with the eight, I'm like, I don't have time for you to just, like, be. Like, do the work, you know, like, (laughs) be a healthy individual. Let's all, like, work on it. And so I am very aware of my shortcomings. Hmm. Um, I I think I've just kind of committed to, like, a lifetime of, like, growth um, because I want to show up healthy in relationships. Hmm. And I realized that um, when I wasn't at a place – with the Lord that I thought I was as far as like dealing with stuff with my dad. um, I was showing up in relationships, but not entirely, right? It was like Mm -hmm. I was showing up expecting to receive something Mm -hmm. and trying to feel a void that I didn't even know um, how to begin to feel. And so um, with that, like it was a lot easy to experience disappointments because people will disappoint you and they weren't measuring up to my very high expectations Mm -hmm. of who they should be and what they should be like. And so I think I've learned to just create this space for people to be who they are. Um, but to also give myself the grace that, Hey, like people are flawed and it's okay. You Mm -hmm. know, um, part of the work I've done with, um, my dad is that I'd had to come to a place where I kind of gave him back his humanity. Mm. My dad's broken. He doesn't know the Lord. And for so Mm -hmm. long, I viewed him as being perfect. So him, abandoning me was something that a perfect person doesn't do. Right. you know. Right. And so being able to give him the flesh, I guess is what I like to say, give, put the flesh back on the man, is just that <laughs> um, he can be flawed mm-hmm. and he can have a past and he can have his own brokenness. Mm-hmm. Right. And some of that stuff will impact me, but the decisions that he made weren't necessarily for me or because of me. He made the decisions he did for himself for what was best for him mm-hmm. at right. the time right so. do you find you have compassion for him now I do okay
1: I do mm-hmm. and what does that look like for you I mean is that you do you try to reach out to him or ex- does he reach out to you now I yeah. mean what does that look like
3: um there's still not a lot of contact there um and part of it I will like main part of it I will say is me Um, I'm working through this in therapy right Right, now, is trying to get to a place where um, I'm okay with that. I don't have the safety that even if I reach out to my dad, I won't be rejected, right? Right. Because I think there's that, like, I'm healthy and I'm good, but the possibility of rejection is still there. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm working through being okay with that because I think what – was really hard in my process of healing was feeling like, well, I'm healed. I should be able to talk to my dad. And if he doesn't call Mm. me in three months, I should be okay. You know? Um, but it would like set me off Mm -hmm. in, in like just going back inward and dealing with the pain again and feeling Mm -hmm. the rejection again. Mm -hmm. And so just really working through that healing of, Hey, it's okay for me to initiate. And if my dad doesn't reach back out, that's okay." okay. Um, and I will say this, and then I'll let someone else talk because y'all. No, this is this uh, is no. your podcast. <laughs> this is you. This is your podcast. Um,
0: oh no, I appreciate I, you letting us talk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not you. No, why is,
1: Kim, notice she said the word "we." Emily,
3: <laughs> right, we. right, whatever.
1: We'll, we'll we'll give them a word or two. And we'll come back. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
3: Um, I like recently had this revelation, and it's changing so much of how I love people. Um, I felt like God at some point was just like. Sam, your love for me is irrelevant to my loving you. That's wow. right. That's so right. it is. That's it doesn't deep. change, right. That's right. right? So I can love my dad with my whole heart, yeah, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with him loving me back. That's and right. And that's okay. Wow. And so I'm just that's like freedom. holding on to yeah. that.
2: That's so um, much work to get to that place, yeah,
3: right? Oh. Yeah. And, and I think that covers the rejection part. So anyway, I think no,
2: but you're right. I was like, and I think it's. um some of the things you said are so powerful about rejection it's one thing to be rejected like at the store if they don't have what you want or <laughs> by a coworker. Th- that doesn't wound mm-hmm. is you're kind of like whatever yeah but it is so different even when you've done the work when it's a parent yeah and when you have that it's like instantly you can be taken back to that place of being that little girl that just wants daddy yeah and it's so hard to figure out where is the relationship and what do I do mm-hmm. because I want this so much but it's very likely not going to be yeah. there and come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And Kim, why is that? I mean, you know, the therapist that you're, a psychotherapist. You know, if you know that someone's unhealthy for you, because it's a parent, mm-hmm. the drive to go mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you, you know, Sam, you may feel that over and over. I mean, I have different situation, but I still want to. I want to go back. Yeah. I want to make things right. It's gonna be good this time, yeah. you know. Right. Why is right.
0: that? Yeah, well, you're talking brain chemistry, subconscious beliefs that you don't even you're not even aware uh, of the drive. It's a lack of self awareness. Okay. Um, it's basically picking up a tool when that you had when you were five years old, a screwdriver that your parents got to fit your hand, and now you're 40 holding the same tool.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Like
0: it, it, it stopped working a long time ago, yeah, and right. to accept that. Right. It's huge. And interesting, Emily, that you said like you go to a store and they don't have something for you because when you were speaking, the visual I got was two grocery stores side by side, similar looking in that you, Sam, walk into one store and you go all over and you're hungry and there's nothing on the cabinets. There's not anything in the freezer. The entire store is just barren. There's nothing there. And you walk out and you can see the other store and there's neon lights and it's bright and you can see the bread and you can see the desserts. Mm-hmm. You can see everything. But you sit down in front of the store that you went in first. Yeah. And you wait and you're starving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're starving. So someone has to surrender mm-hmm. to the Lord that That the story where I thought I would be fed, I have to completely give that up. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I stayed sick through behavior Mm -hmm. because I thought if I got sick enough, my mom would see it and say, am I the reason why you're starving yourself?
1: Wow. Mm. Wow.
0: I wanted her to see and own it. Well, guess what? If she had that kind of help, she wouldn't have treated me like shoo-shoo. <laughs> she wouldn't have, right? <laughs> she, yeah. would have, she wouldn't have starved me in the first place if mm-hmm. she could notice that she had starved me. Yeah, It was for me to notice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was for yeah. me to notice. And so when we make it about the other person, yeah. right, like I say all the time, like I, I picked the sickest person in the room and I stared at her waiting for her to tell me it was okay to be healthy. Yeah. Wow. She's mm-hmm. the sickest person I knew. So mm-hmm. why am I following her? Mm-hmm. So if we're going to follow Jesus we got to follow Jesus yeah. and right. not the sick Absolutely. people in our lives, yeah. right? I'm right. mm-hmm. not saying it's easy. That's no. where therapy comes in. That's mm-hmm. where screaming and twisting yeah. tiles and beating small children. Just kidding about that <laughs> part. <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding about that part. But really, like, it's physical. That's yeah. why when I said earlier about mm-hmm. grabbing her hand, it's physical. Like, it is. I tell people, like, yeah. go hit golf balls and let the golf ball on a driving range be the pain you have with your dad. Go do. S- it is. Mm-hmm. It takes up who you are. hmm And so, part of getting to know who Jesus says you are is subtraction, right? You're getting rid of all that false self. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So that you start getting fed, but it's not the story you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Mm
3: Yeah. It's so true because, I mean, so much of even um, with God teaching me what him being my dad looks like it had to be so much undoing of who what I thought a right. dad was and what yeah. he did hmm. and I mentioned um, I quoted Louis Giglio in his um, hmm. book um, Not Forsaken um, where he says that um, God is not the reflection of your dad he's the perfection mm. of your dad no, that's good, um, mm-hmm. that's good. And yeah. so I wouldn't Louis give him credit I would just say that was <laughs> you that's <good. laughs> <I> know, <really. laughs>
0: just go with that girl forget his name <laughs> <laughs> Louis who <laughs> I do. that guy I think some people have heard of him but. What (laughs) whatever
3: but no it's so true and i had to go back and let god define that for me because i was trying to define it for him right and he kept falling short and god's like that's not me that's right that's right that's Mm -hmm. right
0: yeah and we have to look at our part whatever you're going through right now we will put our trust in lies in patterns, and in mm-hmm. fear way before we put our trust in God. Yeah. yeah. And so I have to look at my part. What am I saying, doing, thinking every time that keeps me walking around the promised land? Yeah. And I'm looking at my mom or boyfriend or whatever saying it's their fault. Yeah. I'm the one expecting the same thing that I've never received. I'm the one who's walking around the promised land. Yeah. Right? Like we, if, right. We, if we look at our part in it, there is freedom in that. Mm-hmm. we got to stop looking at the um, person who hurt us.
2: I think to your analogy That's where I think It's almost two steps Because I think When you're so sick And in it You don't even notice The other grocery store That's a true You you just keep walking around That's a good point point, Thinking that's the only one That's there Yeah. But but there'll be a six
0: pack Of beer sitting there But there'll be no (laughs) Right Right Oh, but it won't be food. (laughs) But there will be. You're you're exactly right. We'll notice that,
2: and that's the first step is to notice. Wait a minute, I there is another one over there, right? But it is such a terrifying step, yeah, because that's all you've ever known. Like you said, it's. But if all you've known are the lies and the shame Mm -hmm. and the blame, and I I have no idea what's over there. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's terrifying to take that step, right? And then you find out how amazing it is Mm -hmm. on the other side,
0: right? Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know it's a an old saying, an AA saying: when the pain of the problem outweighs the pain of the solution, you'll change. Yeah,
1: yeah that's what I was right. thinking. It was a store, but then the doors closed; they disappeared, and you're right. trapped in that store, and you just keep—it's like a maze, right? right? So, you, and to your point, Emily, you don't know you're there until you've reached a certain point. And yeah. we had a um, a speaker, um, Tasha, who was on a podcast, and she mentioned that her no, I'm no, it sorry. Was it, was it was Ron Marie. Marie. Sorry, but, Ron Marie. But, but anyway. their stories are similar. But with yeah, Tasha and with Ron Marie, yeah. they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that save. You <laughs> like, mean oh. eight. <laughs> 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 I don't know what number I am. <laughs> 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 but I'm confused. Oh, oh my I'm gosh. Can though. we just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, Ron Marie <laughs> mentioned this where her mom said, you know, you get to a point where it's over your nose and you can't breathe. That's the point. Where you've had enough. Yeah. And I just think the store can be so big. You can have a Walmart ooh, mm-hmm. or you can have like a little mom and pop shop. right? But whatever it is, if you can't find that door, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm, right. Right. You gotta find but your But you way gotta out. have that pain. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Yeah. And I think part of um, really, I think when I've encountered other people who've kind of gone through the same thing as me, and resonates with me is that it's so easy to stay in that painful state yeah. because it's what you know, yep. right? Mm-hmm. To think about, man, what would healing look like? I would really like that. Right. I think a lot of us want to keep ourselves from the disappointment of maybe I won't ever be healed. Right. Yeah. And so we kind of, we stay in this place where I'm hurt and it's everyone else's fault and it's my dad's fault, you oh. know, and all of this stuff. And so we walk around with like unforgiveness and just, and you let other people dictate your life, not because they've done it, but because you've invited them to. Right. Yeah, they they're in the store
1: with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So mm-hmm. I think part of what I had to learn was just, it, I mean, it was its just part of growing up. Like, you got to own what's yours. And yeah, <laughs> your dad is broken. And yeah, he doesn't know the Lord. And there's stuff there that like, he will have to deal with on his own. But like, you're yeah. a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time, right. you mm-hmm. know? So Right, you mm-hmm. can only
0: take what's yours. But you know, it, and I was just thinking about it to bring the Bible in. And, and you know, some people think the Bible's not relevant. It's so relevant in certain moments. Like, it, to me, it's just so yeah. relevant. It's so still what we go through. It's just thinking about a paraplegic, by the healing water. And, and yeah. Jesus has to say, do you want to be well?
3: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, like that's we, a good point. Like, we really wow. have to ask
0: ourselves, do I want to mm-hmm. be well? Because, I, I mean, I'm walking away from a false identity that's warm. It's a warm blanket. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. It's cozy. Yeah. I don't realize it's cozy cuz it's and it's nasty and smelly. I don't realize the depth of it. I just yeah. know it's all I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for Jesus look him and say, "Do you really really want to get well?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yes." Well, then you stand up. Mhm. You take your mat and you go, yeah. right? Like like you got to that point.
3: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and still
0: there. Still figuring out how do you walk and what direction do you st- you know what do mm-hmm. you do, but you are so in this. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. So anything else that my amazing co-host want to <laughs> want to say? We, we got time if you've got any other questions for her.
1: I, I don't have any other questions, but I just want to say that um, your, your testimony was, was heartbreaking to know that you were speaking to us from that little girl's perspective. And as the adult, you were trying to find that peace and that grace, and you found it in God. Mm-hmm. And I think... I'm taking a page from your book because I want to do that. I want to be able to say God is my father, right. that he loves me above anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's something I struggle struggle with personally. So it's just, it's amazing to see someone work through that. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my hat's off to you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I just want to acknowledge all the work that you've done and where you are because you just you were just saying, like, he said, you're a grown woman. And I thought, <laughs> there are people two and three times your age that are not anywhere near the wisdom right. and the healing that you are. Mm-hmm. So I think that's incredible that you have taken on that healing and that you are there. There are so many people that don't ever step into it mm-hmm. because it's just too scary or too unknown.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And even going back to that, we sort of out why we call those here voices, is mm-hmm. that voice you're hearing is saying, hey, just get over it. That is not your adult voice, mm-hmm. and that is not God's voice, All yeah. right. The enemy doesn't want you to look at it because yeah. their freedom comes to you, and then you will go out and be a witness yeah. to others and help other people get free, which is what your talk did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it is about us knowing that critical parent voice, the shame voice, because the, vo- the voices are from God will allow mm-hmm. movement. Yeah. If it's something that stops you from seeking help and doing the next right thing... Mm-hmm. It's not God.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Right. And and a lot of us can't figure that out without someone sitting down with us. Yeah. And otherwise we would, right. We would just figure it out Mm -hmm. on our own. We've got to find a therapist. We've got to find somebody that will safely walk us through. Right. And so it was great courage for you to go and find somebody that would help you walk through all Mm -hmm. of this. Mm
3: -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nothing easy about any of this. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) not at all. I mean,
3: I, and I think that's like part of it too is just that it's, it's so easy to look at someone else's life and think, man, like they got there, you know, they did it. Right. But it's like, y'all, I was in therapy, like bawling my eyes out. Oh, Half yeah. the time I leave and my whole body hurts because right. like I was mm-hmm. fully yes. involved right. yeah. in the healing process and allowing God to do that. And for sure, it is by his grace that right. I'm even able to share the story that I'm able to. But I had to accept the invitation that God gave to mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to choose that if I want to live my life for Jesus, he wants all of it, not just parts yeah. of it, not right. just the parts I want to give him, but that's like right. the part of me that's like, I don't need a dad. And God's yeah. like, well, I'm your dad. So. Right. All right. Got he's, you like, covered right. he's like, he's yeah. tough. Yeah. like yeah. tough, I'm yeah. right. <laughs> right. It's still
0: true, whether yeah. you want yeah. it to be or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like also a great point made, Sam, of like, like if, god is going to be our everything yeah. we got to bring him into anything yeah and uh, then we realize he's our everything right yeah like it's your question of okay i've got 10 minutes i can either go to the grocery store or i can start the laundry like even that pray about that because mm-hmm. god will show up right and so i'm like really like let him be a part of your mm-hmm. everything and then you're like oh he's in yeah. If I put him in this little thing over here, I realize how big he is and yeah. everything else too. Right, you know, mm-hmm. it's a interesting practice of starting to be like, okay, if I'm in a relationship with you, I gotta yeah. call out to you. You I gotta, gotta bring have you conversations in. every it's day. Conversations. You gotta,
1: you know, touch base. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So and and that out. means there's times that there's being upset with them and being like I don't want you to be my father he's like I'm yeah. still your father I guess yep. I'm your father <laughs> Luke <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: yeah right. I mean if yeah. when you
3: see yeah. that crazy lady driving down the road talking to herself in a car yes. that's me talking Absolutely. to the Lord yeah. I mean it is yeah. full yes. on like right. safe space Lord right. I don't get it like where are you yeah. like what yeah. is some, exactly you know like you can't be too Christian to like go oh, no. to yeah. God mm-hmm. and be honest because right. otherwise right. like right. Right. what's the point what's well, religion if you're outside of that and that's
0: what's so
1: great because you speak to God in your voice, yeah. That's right. how mm-hmm. you would speak to him right. as if he was physically here with you. That's yeah. right. He's right. going to
0: answer you in a unique way because his Absolutely. love for you yeah. is mm-hmm. unique. It shows up uniquely.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know what else I learned, I think, as I'm talking about praying in my car is I've learned that praying out loud for me is healing yeah. because I, I don't have to correct the words, right? right. So whatever mm-hmm. I'm praying whether it's what I meant to say or not, like I want to explore, like, why did that come out? Right. right? So like, Lord, what's in my heart. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that just had to go with, okay, God, like, I'm going to talk about this, and I didn't know I was upset, but apparently we have to go on. Apparently we're working on this apparently, today. <laughs> we need to talk. So.
0: Right,
3: right. <laughs> yeah, um. but, and
0: what you said was key, and we'll, we'll move on, but when you start realizing what upsets you, mm. you will stop getting upset at everything, All
3: mm.
0: right. When you, when you realize it's an inside job, all the things on the outside that are bothering you, yeah. when you, you take it in, things start to calm down, yeah. right? It starts to become something else. So, Sam, thank you for your extra effort with this, Absolutely. for your ability to, to just love the Lord. And so those of you that are listening to this, if you want to hear her 20-minute story, this is out of order because that's just how we fly. That's how we <laughs> do things. We're misfits. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. That, so you can go to July for Redeemed Grace on YouTube. We have our own channel there. You can also go and look when the podcast, I do not remember, it's probably in the upper 40s, of that is her episode, if you just want to hear it, because a lot of us are driving down the road, we're <laughs> listening to the podcast, we're getting we're listening listen to the podcast in the morning, but if you want to see her, she's on YouTube, you want to hear it, it is a podcast that's on there, and we're just glad that you're a part of what we're doing, Sam, yeah. thank you so thank much. You. Emily. LJ, thank you for tolerating me.
1: <laughs> tolerating. I had fun. Oh, okay. I know. i
0: right. just trying to be humble.
1: <laughs> oh, BS. <laughs> r- it was an effort. <laughs> it was an effort. And BS <laughs> does not mean blame and shame. Yeah, <laughs> <Well>, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Still in my
0: line. So those of you who are listening, God bless you. Just remember, God loves all of us. Mm-hmm. All of us. Even me. How cool was that? So <laughs> we'll get you next time. Thanks.